Well, let's look at Psalm 100 this evening. Psalm 100. We just have it on my heart just to stir ourselves up and exhort us on some things. You know, we've heard a lot of uh, things. We just got done about a month ago teaching a whole series on rejoicing and having joy. And so we, we spent a lot of time there. But you know, it's Thanksgiving and we're in a, a certain mode here. And, you know, it's just a, a, a special time to, to uh, reflect and, and give God thanks. So I want to spend some time touching on a few of these scriptures. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Oh, you could spend a lot of time on this. There are so many truths just in this psalm. Powerful psalm. Let's go back to verse 1. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Right there. We're to serve the Lord with gladness. Everybody say gladness. That's how we're supposed to serve the Lord. It says, come before His presence with singing. Well, we know how we're supposed to come before Him. It's not mopey. It's not beat down. It's not droopy. It's not sad. It's not whiny. It's not angry. It, it's, it says, come before his presence with singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. So that gives us a clue right there. When we're talking to God, we're supposed to come into his presence a certain way. Now, we're not talking about condemnation. But when we, you know, we get into some of these other verses, we know who we're, we're dealing with. And what we have, well, that'll change our perspective. He's not looking down on us. But if we just get the right perspective, then we can come and enjoy Him and enjoy His presence the right way. In other words, it's, it's wrong thinking to come into the Lord's presence any other way than what we're going to read here. Any other way but with gladness. Here it says singing. In other words, positive upbeat, not talking about putting on a show for God, you know, you mope in and you know, come through the door, oh God, He saw you the whole time. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, He always sees us, so there's no use putting on a show. It's not talking about flipping a switch when you come to church, well, He saw you in your car, He saw you up the step, coming up the steps, He saw you at home, He saw you when you're in your room. So there's no point when you're talking about being in His presence for the, the New Testament Christian, you're in His presence all the time all the time. You know, it used to be, in the Old Testament, the presence of God was shut up in a place. That's not the case now. The Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So He is always with us. So come, 
This is saying come before his presence was seen. Well, that's Old Testament. But if you came to his presence and he was in one place and this was applicable, would it not be applicable still when you come into his presence that these things would apply? Well, that means then any time you're awake or when you're not, any time you're alive, which is all the time, you know, until you leave this earth, uh, this applies. So we, we would... It, it would uh, benefit us to see some of this description. This was uh, Old Testament talking about when you came to the presence of, of the Lord. But this is the Christian's life in the New Testament. Verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. Well, you could just stop right there. I mean, there's so much in this psalm. Just to put before any person, you know, Christian or non-Christian, this tells you a lot about how to live right here. Number one, you're going to know that there's a God. You're going to come to His presence with gladness. So that just cuts out a lot of religion right there. A lot of people come to God and they think they got to be sad. There's people that feel like they got to, you know, uh, work something up and, and act all real Real somber and serious when they're with God. That's not what this says. You got to act like, you know, I mean, you got to put on the right face. I mean, we're serious when it's God. Yes, yeah, serious, but you can be happy and serious. You don't have to be crusty and serious or crusty and, you know, in the presence of God. It says, Know that the Lord, He is God. Well, that cuts out a whole lot of stuff too. He's God. No man is God. No organization's God. No philosophy is God. No uh, theory is God. No uh, family name is God. God is the Lord. He is God. And it says, it is He who has made us. Well, you could stay right. There's a lot of people that don't believe that. This used to be common knowledge and belief. Now that's been replaced, and people don't even believe that. He's made, well, that's what people think. No, no, that's the truth. And there's a lot right there. You believe that He made us. Well, now, yeah, you, you know, we're talking about being thankful. When you know God, He's God, and He made you, it changes your perspective. You have something to be thankful for. Oh, you're the Lord. You're God Almighty. You created everything. <laughs> It puts a different perspective, not, uh, well, I don't have to be thankful. Think about it. Even just the concept of being thankful. It, you know, you, people, we've, uh, in, in certain segments of society, they've taken God out of the picture. Well, that dumbs down everything. That dumbs down the worth of any human being. Dumbs down, I mean, why do, anything? Why do certain things? Because it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of people's ideas anyway, if you think that way. What, you know, you're talking... Uh, about this not long ago, you know, what's real value? What do you put value? How do you determine value? It's just people's opinions if you don't have God. If there's no absolute truth, if there's no right and wrong, it's just whatever you think, whatever I think, and then, well, it's fluctuating. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. So in other words, we're not self-sufficient. It says, we are His people. So much here. 
we're his people and the sheep of his pasture. Well, that, that brings a certain connotation. We're sheep of his pasture. Well, he is God, we're his people, and we're his sheep. Sheep don't stress out about every little thing. Sheep just go and get the next food and follow the shepherd around. The shepherd takes care of them. They're going to move on. Well, the shepherd's going to tell them, move on. Something's coming to hurt them. The shepherd's going to take care of that thing. He's got a staff. Rod, he's going to take care of anything that's attacking. That's our mentality. We can just worship our God, come into His presence thankfully, with gladness and singing, because He's God. He's the Almighty, and He is our Father. We know now, you know, they, that wasn't the case back here in the Old Covenant. He's our Father, and we're His sheep, and we can just go on and enjoy life with a smile. This puts it in context. We can enjoy life, and we can be glad Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Again, tells us how to enter the gates to, to be in his presence, which, like we said, he's here all the time. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Blessing the name of the Lord and, and honoring him. Entering his courts. With praise, his gates with thanksgiving. Verse 5, for the Lord is good. Again, that's enough. Just knowing, there's a lot of people that would say, okay, he's God and everything, but the Lord's good. The Lord's good. And we know, this has been twisted sometimes. People say, well, the Lord's good, but, you know, he may bring destruction, but it's for your good. Nobody believes that outside of church. That is religion. People don't really believe that. If somebody said, that's going to hurt you, you'd say, okay, well, I'm staying away from that. Well, it's God. It, it's for your own good. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. If you heard that on the street, you would run away. But religion has baked this into people to where they think, oh, well, you know, he, he's good. It's this weird kind of good, but he's good. You know, he might take you out, might let you go through all kinds of stuff, but he's good. No, that's not our God. He's always working on our behalf. Satan is the enemy. Satan is the author of destruction and lying and stealing. And so he may be uh, aligned against us, but we have God aligned for us. So if there's something pushing against us on this earth, it's not God. We know the Lord is good, and we push forward knowing that God will work with us so we can be thankful in the middle of something that doesn't look good because we know he's good and it's coming we're going to come through and his goodness will be shown it says his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations let's look at psalm 95 verse 2 we could spend a ton of time on psalm 100 i just wanted to set the framework for the you know what we're going to talk about but it's such a powerful psalm so much there Psalm 95, verse 2 says, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Notice that. It says, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Notice the thanksgiving 
and gladness or joy is going together. Back in, uh, the, in the Psalm 100, we had read that we enter his courts with thanksgiving, his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, be thankful to him. And we read, serve the Lord with gladness. Notice how it's putting thanksgiving and being grateful in the same uh, area as being glad and joyful. And they do go together. Psalm 107.17 says, Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Verse 19, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the, the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Notice it's not talking about being sad. Even here, these people, it said they, they were uh, in a bad place because they messed up. This is fools because of their transgressions, because their iniquities were afflicted. But they called out to God and He delivered them. Even in a place where... They messed up, didn't do everything perfect. God still had mercy and still delivered. And notice, still, it says, it talks about offering the sacrifices of thanksgiving and to declare His works with rejoicing. Well, this is continuous. This is a thing we can do continually. But notice, it's, no, it's never a sad thing. Being thankful is something we have to do on purpose. Might come more naturally to, to some people than others, but all of us are responsible, and all of us, we can be thankful, and there is something associated with that. It's going to affect the way we're looking at life and the way we are experiencing life. It is so easy to be negative and unthankful. It is so easy to go with that flow. In this world, there is so much uh, cynicism, so much sarcasm, so much negativity. Everybody pushing, you know, talking about the negative in everybody else. Not looking at the positive, not, not saying, well, you know, but they have this and this. No, just talking about you know, somebody did this stupid, or they have this aspect, or they look like that, and that's weird, or whatever. That's, that's pervasive in our society. And it is so easy to fall into that. But that's, you know, all, what we've read so far, that's not our approach. As a Christian, we are in the presence of God continually. And so we, even in the presence of that negativity, we can still operate like this. We can still be thankful. It's so easy to take for granted the good things that are going on in our lives. And it, it takes effort, especially when constantly everything is going negative, it takes effort to say, but what's the positive? And to put your eyes on it 
and to say it and to be thankful. It takes more effort to look at somebody and look at the good in them and be thankful for the good than it is to point out the bad. Anybody can point out the bad. So easy. Your spouse, your uh, siblings, your friends, your co-workers, it's so easy to gravitate toward you didn't do this. You didn't do right. Well, I didn't like this about the meal. Well, I didn't, you know, that was a pretty good movie, but there was this and this and this. You know, I, I, you know, I, like, I, I like this certain product, but there was this. And, I, you know, not to say you don't ever critique anything, but it's so easy to just point out the, the bad, but then leave the, the good unsaid. What if we, what if sometimes we left the negative unsaid, and just tried to find what was good. That is opposite of what usually goes on. If there's anything left unsaid, it's the good. Well, that was okay, but then you know what's coming. Negative, negative, negative. Well, they're pretty good at this and this, but, or I mean, I like them, but, and then, okay, but, but what is the good? What is the good? You know, talk about people, maybe a coworker, maybe an employee, maybe you know, somebody, especially family, it's so easy to lose sight of what you once thought was good or what the good is, you start focusing on the negative. That's all you'll see. And it takes real effort to be thankful for something that's good. Well, yeah, but they may not do... I mean, if somebody said something negative, you could say, yeah, but this, and you do something positive. That changes the atmosphere right now. That'll change the atmosphere in our homes. Isn't it easy to start picking on what somebody else didn't do, doesn't do quite right instead of being thankful for all the things that they do? You know, because nobody has, nobody's got straight tens all across the different categories of being human. That's just not the case. People have different giftings and abilities, and if you're going to focus, and it's not like buying a car or buying a product when you're talking about a human being. And even when you're talking about a product, I mean, there's not, there's not a car that's great at everything. Some that are really fast, uh, but, you know, you, you get them in a field, they're done. You get them anything off of completely flat, straight, um, you know, road, they can't do anything. There, there, are, there are vehicles. Anybody ever seen the... You know, uh, the, the vehicles are like funny cars. They got huge wheels in the back, and they got the little tiny wheels in the front, and all they're made to do is when it, the, the, the light hits green, they go a quarter mile down the road at ridiculous speeds. They got the huge tires in the back, and as soon as they kick in, they, they, they get narrow. You know, so like this, they're all big and fat, and then they start they start going and they get real narrow because they're going so fast and those things take off. They're long and they're skinny and they got two little wheels in the front and the things will bounce off so they're not even on the, the road half the, most of the time. But they can blaze. They can go zero to whatever in just a couple seconds ridiculously fast. But they cannot turn. And they certainly can't go, you know, off-roading. But they're really good at going fast. A 4x4 is not going to go 
real fast like that, but it can go pretty much anywhere. Well, people, you know, some people go, well, you know, they'll be looking at something, somebody, and well, well you can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah, but they're really good in a certain area. What, what if we, instead of always saying, you're not good at this, not good at this, what about the thing they're good at? That'll change everything. You, you don't like it. I don't like it. Do you like it when somebody focuses on your flaws? Of course you don't. Didn't have to ask that question. Nobody likes it. I don't know. Somebody may like it. I've never met anybody like that. Maybe somebody likes it. But most people do not like it when people are constantly nagging on them, and you don't either. And being thankful takes effort, though, to just be like, well, hey, good job on that. I like that. Keep it positive like that. Uh, that takes real effort, but it can change everything in a relationship. But it's easy to take for granted what is good, whether it's people, anything else in our lives that are actually going right. I mean, it is so easy to get focused on the thing that isn't quite right right now. And if we're always looking for everything to be right, we're going to miss a lot of days. The opportunity we could be thankful and could be happy and could enjoy. And that's really the thing here. It, you, we could be enjoying the moment, and part of that is just by making a tweak and being thankful for what is there, what is good. Start, if we change the mindset to look at what can I find here that is good and be thankful for that, can change our whole perspective, even when there's 50 things that are bad, finding one thing and focusing on that, yeah, but there's this, yeah, but this, can change our mindset and make us, it'll just follow, that we'll actually be joyful in the midst of a situation that most people would be sad in. They would be sad. And right now, there's a whole lot in the world that people get sad about. This is a different Thanksgiving in the world. I don't remember a Thanksgiving like this. You know, a lot of people aren't, aren't with family. There's a, a lot going on in the world. There's, there's, you know, mobility thing. I don't think all of it's right. I think a lot of it's wrong. But we're going through certain things here. Uh, and we can look at the stuff that's not good. But there's things that we can focus on that, that are good. And it's not going to do anybody any good if we start focusing on the negative and then complaining about stuff that most people, you know, we can bring up things that most people know and aren't happy about either in a certain situation, whether it's, you know, in a, a, a place where everybody, like in a business, everybody knows what's going on, or a family, or we're talking about, you know, global or national. Uh, bringing things up, not talking we shouldn't have talks about things, but... Sometimes everybody knows what's going on and just bringing up and talking about it just deflates the atmosphere. Why, why talk about that again? That's not going to help now. Like again, not talking about you, having conversations, one thing. Just talking about the negative is not good. It's depressing. It's deflating. And if we're in the presence of God, that's not the way we're supposed to. Not, I'm not saying we're supposed to be a Pollyanna all the time. You know, everything's always great all the time. No, not unreasonably, but we're supposed to look at the right things because things are good. They're all, they're, there are things that are good. If you're a Christian, if you don't have anything going on, we can say, but I know the Lord, and He's present, and He's with me, 
and stuff may have not have gone perfect here, but he's still with me. He's merciful. He's good. All those things we saw in Psalm 100, they're true. And I'm going to focus on this and I am going to be thankful for that. And joy is there. It changes the perspective. You can focus in on one thing. Just like somebody, there could be 50 things good and some people will find the negative and they'll hone in on that. That's, that's, that can be irritating. You know it can be. It's like, would you just get off that? Well, what, what if we flip that and even those 50 things go on, you're just like a, like a, a bulldog fo- focusing on the, the good thing. I'm just going to focus on this. I'm going to focus. I'm going to be thankful for this. Yeah, but there's all this. Yeah, but I'm going to be thankful that this thing is right. But what about all this? Well, see, that's not going to do me any good, not ignoring it, but I'm going to be thankful that this is right. Thankful. Well, that'll cha- that can change a relationship with the person. There's a bunch of stuff you don't like, but you're going to say, but they're really, I, lo- I like this. I like this about you. Well, you keep focusing on that. That could keep your relationship together. That could revolutionize a relationship. You know it goes the other way. Everything can be good and somebody starts honing on one thing and you heard it and then they bring it up in the evening and bring it up tomorrow and they're like, would, you're just like, would you shut up? <laughs> that can derail a relationship, can it not? Yes. A little thing. So everything is great and they start picking on something that's little, whether it's at work, you're like, I don't want to work around that person. They're always bringing this up. Would you just can it already? You know that can, well, if that's true, even if not everything's perfect, you just focusing on the good in somebody and being thankful for it, could that change a relationship? It could. It can. It does. God has not changed. I mean, right now, we may be going, this is a, not your normal Thanksgiving that we're going into, like we said, but God's the same. All the verses we're reading, they're the same. God is still on the throne. He's not condoning everything, but He's still on the throne. And we can worship Him, and we can be thankful. His faithfulness has not changed. His goodness has not changed. He's just as good this year as He was last year. People don't have thoughts, well, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> wrong mode of thinking. He's good. Circumstances can change. They can come up. His good. See, when we focus and we're thankful for Him, we, now we're putting in the right mindset to flow with Him because He's not in all the junk and negativity. He's not in that. We're not looking for Him in that. If you expect negative, then you're, in the wrong, you're looking at the wrong place. If we really believe the things we, we started out with Psalm 100, He is God. He is good. I am the sheep in His pasture. Well, then that, puts, that, that changes my perspective. Well... Yeah, we're going through a storm. Shepherd, I'm still going to just look for my grass and you're going to show me where to go. You'll take care of it. Be okay. Not everything's perfect, but okay. We're going to go through and I'm going to enjoy it anyway. God is still good. The Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. And just the act of being thankful... That will encourage our faith because it takes faith to do it. When you do exactly what we're saying, you're thankful for something anyway. When you're thankful for the good, for what you do have 
That's believing something. And when you believe God is on the throne, when you believe He's good, when you believe He's your shepherd, and then saying, well, I'm going to choose to be thankful, that is faith. And when you act in faith, that's going to encourage you in that direction. It's going to encourage your faith. It'll help. By acting in faith, you are exercising that. It's showing that you expect something. It's showing that you don't expect maybe everything that you're seeing. It, it, it shows that you believe something beyond that, and it changes your attitude. Your attitude will follow. We can enjoy something that's less than ideal by believing His Word. It's actually exercising our faith. Being thankful is a good way to exercise our faith. We can talk, blah, blah, love God, blah, blah, and then we look at it and go, negative. <laughs> we just missed out. Uh, that'd be like, you know, talking about you can lift weights and you see the weight and you're like, no, not going to do it. That, that, you know, it's a lot easier to talk about the weights than it is to lift them or to get on whatever exercise machine you like or don't like, feel you should do. But that, when, we, when we're thanking God, it's just exercising our faith. You know, what happens with exercise when you do it? It gets easier. Sure. Just thank God. Well, I'm th I don't want to say that about you, but I, I'm, thank, I'm thankful for this about you. You know what? Good job on that. You know, thank, thank you for that. That's exercising. That's exercising the thanksgiving muscles, and they get stronger, and actually the, the side effect is we can, we can enjoy life a lot more in the middle of it. When we choose to be thankful, it forces us to take the focus off the negative, by definition. I'm going to say that again. When you are thankful, it forces you to take the focus off the negative, because by definition, you are looking for something to be thankful for. Instead of the opposite, which comes really easy, you are going into what's good, what can I be, what is, is right, thankful. Well, you're taking your focus off the negative. And the more you're focusing on that, the more we are experiencing joy and God's presence. Because He's here. We're, we're experiencing the way we, we should live anyway. We're like, well, shepherd, you're, you're here. Father, you're here. You're walking with me. I'm going to enjoy it. And he's like, see, that's all right. You know, good son, good daughter, because we're going somewhere. Might as well enjoy right here because it's part of your life. It helps us. Ephesians 5.18. Oh, let's, let's, oh, well, I guess we'll read 18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful for what we do have, thankful for where we are going, thankful for what God has done, thankful for what He will do. You don't have to thank God for the stuff that didn't go right because He's not the author of it anyway, but you can focus on the things that He is doing, where you are going, who He is. But focusing on those things 
changes us. There is, said this before, but you know it when we are in the series, but this will bear repeating. There is no place between thankful and unthankful. There is no place between thankful and unthankful. In other words, if you're not thankful, then by definition, you're unthankful. Well, if I'm unthankful, some people think, well, I'm just kind of in the middle. No, if you're in the middle, you're not thankful. So if you're not being thankful, what are you? You're unthankful. So the way to get back over on the thankful, start being thankful, now you're in the right place. Now we're in the right place and we are flowing with God. We're flowing with Him. We are focusing on the right thing. Being thankful is just is so easy to, to overlook. It's so easy to go with the flow. But it is so important if we're going to flow with Him. Let's look at an example quick. Uh, Luke 17, verse 11. Luke 17, verse 11. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. That's Jesus. Verse 12, Then he entered a certain village then he, where uh, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood far off. So these people had leprosy. We don't see that a lot now or at any time. I don't know that anybody's seen a leper. But they, you know, they, they had a skin disease and it's eaten away at their skin so they're standing away like they're supposed to. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, these people's life is defined by this disease. Wherever they go, they have to stay away. They can't behave like normal people. They're unclean. This follows them everywhere, all the time. There's never a time where they're not a leper, where they just get to hang out with everybody. So they're standing far off and they're saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so, so they had to go. So if they were unclean, they had to be declared clean by the priest. So Jesus is telling them, go to the priest and show yourselves to the priest. Well, they have to believe something to do that. He's saying, go show them. Show them what? That's your heel. Well, they have to believe something. It says, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. So as they're going, their leprosy clears up. Now, think about it. These people are defined by this disease. This is, this is their life. And now it's cleared up. What would you think the natural response would be if that was cleared up and Jesus was the one that healed them. Of course, they, they believed something, but it was flowing from Him. You would think they would be ecstatic and you would think they would be thankful. Verse 15 says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. One. One person did. Verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan, wasn't even a Jewish person, was a, a foreigner. Jesus answered and said, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? 
Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus called, he was, he was surprised. He's like, nobody came back except one person? So it's, it's so easy. You would think, that, my gosh, my, their lives are changed. Is there ever a time to, give, to, to be thankful? Majority of the people were not thankful. And that is what, it's so easy for us not to be. Let's look at this, uh, verse 15 and 16 in the Amplified. It says, Then one of them, upon seeing what, that he was cured, turned back recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. Recognizing is acknowledging you did this. It's, it's rec- it goes back to what we were talking about in Psalm uh, 100. You are God. We're the sheep of your pasture. It, it is acknowledging. It is, it is seeing and saying, wait a minute. You're, I'm thankful to you. And this would apply to everything. Of course it applies here where these people are healed, but it applies in our lives. Recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice regardless. So we're in a situation, but and it may not look right, but we're saying, I'm going to recognize God and thank Him for what is good and be thankful. That takes effort. Obviously, most people didn't do it. But we can do it. God told us to do it. Jesus was surprised other people didn't do it. Do you want to be the one like this guy or like the nine that didn't come back? We want to be like this guy that came back. That's the way to live. That's the way to look at, at life is in being thankful. Just for things that we have to be thankful for. It doesn't mean, of course, you have a life-changing healing. That'd be a good time to be thankful. But we could be thankful just, we look for the thing to be thankful for in any situation. Mm-hmm. Recognizing Him. You're, you're recognizing, you have a different perception. God is on the throne. Lord, I'm so thankful. And your default can just be, you don't see anything. Well, you're just going to go back to being thankful that you know God, that you're his son, you're his daughter, that you're flowing with him, and you just stay there. Then, But you're always scanning for something else I can be thankful for. But if there isn't anything you can see, you're just thankful that you know him. You're thankful for what is working on your body. You're thankful for who you know. They're good. You know, you're just in the mode of looking for what you can be thankful for. Joy is there. Gladness is there. The presence of God is magnified there. Amen.